1: The Hell in a Cell main event is happening tonight. We'll speculate on why in a moment. Plus, we have the details behind big plans for a Raw TV shakeup, and an old friend is returning at Impact Slammiversary. For Friday, June 18th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Okay.
0: Uh, oh, yes, one uh, minor note here. Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Hell in a Cell has been moved to today. And right uh, next right week right 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 have right right What do right you mean right the parties right today? We... What's going on down there? Is, is mom losing her mind?
1: Quietly revealed on Twitter last night, the Hell in a Cell match between Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship is not taking place on Sunday. According to the tweet posted by WWE, Rey Mysterio reached out to WWE to say, I can't wait any longer. I want the Hell in a Cell match tomorrow night. At Roman Reigns... At Haman Hustle, Reigns responded to this on Twitter, saying, "Sunday, Friday, any day makes no difference to me. It'll be my pleasure to disgrace what's left of your family name tomorrow night inside hell in a cell. My special counsel will handle the paperwork. I will personally handle the warfare." So, they are bringing that match forward by an entire 72 hours, 48 hours by the time we get there. Is that right? 48 hours. <laughs> I had to do some maths then. Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns' Hell in a Cell will headline SmackDown tonight. Now, the question is, why? Why bring that match forward by a couple of days? Uh, I've got three theories on this, and no doubt throughout the day, At Cultaholic.com, we will have more and we will let you know more as well. But some possible reasons include maybe an injury. One of the stars set for that match, be it Rey Mysterio, be it Roman Reigns, uh, could be working with an injury. They want to get the match done early so they can begin their time off. Maybe some surgery, possibly. This is all speculation on my part. Uh, it could be there could be a high spot or a dramatic moment involved which they don't want to run through on the night and they'd maybe feel more comfortable doing on the Smackdown before hell in a cell. both shows are live, both shows are from the Thunderdome so you wouldn't think it would make much difference but that possibly could be the reason. the maybe the most likely I think is a sort of mandate from Fox. So Smackdown has been under 2 million viewers for several weeks now on Fox. And this could just be as simple as a case of boosting that number very suddenly. It's a, a ch- obviously an opportunity for, for Fox to put more eyes on SmackDown again, get them back over that 2 million number. A bit of a hot shot booking decision to help bring more people in tonight for SmackDown. Uh, I, I guess, as I say, as the day goes on, we'll find out more about it. And when we know more, you will know more at Cultaholic.com.
0: Technology gives you power. The power to motivate.
1: The power to unite. The power that you control. Now, the power is in your
0: hands with the most interactive pay-per-view event ever. WWE Cyber Sunday. You choose. You vote. You decide. WWE Cyber Sunday. Live Sunday, October 26th on pay-per-view. I
1: love old adverts like that that just suddenly date Very badly because of the use of technology in the ad for Cyber Sunday. You see them all on those old mobile phones. Oh, it's a joy. It's a deep joy. Did you enjoy Cyber Sunday from back in the day? Would you like another run at that? Well, it could be on the cards because Raw, as we know, is desperately in need of a shake-up. And there have been talks of some big plans. Once the show gets back on the road, quite literally... To, to ramp up Monday Night Raw. Vince McMahon even himself uh, and people close to him said the show has felt stale and they're going to do something to change that once they're back in front of crowds. WrestleVotes tweeted out last night, hearing WWE is potentially looking at more themed live shows upon returning to the road. Old School Raw, the King of the Ring tournament and Viewer's Choice a la Cyber Sunday all possible for late 2021, early 2022. Old school rules always do well ratings-wise when they bring in uh, legends from the past. They always do well, whether it's in the Thunderdome or somewhere else. So no doubt they will be a regular part of the programming. And as long as they, as long as when they do old school or throwback shows, they keep them in keeping with the the, the classic nature of it. You know what I mean? rather than just sort of half-hearting a throwback show like they did on SmackDown recently. The King of the Ring tournament, we talked about that yesterday in the news podcast. The, the idea of the King of the Ring tournament coming back is brilliant. I'm up for seeing King of the Ring again. Uh, I think there's there's a chance to grow some new talent through that tournament. Uh, viewer's choice a la Cyber Sunday. Now, this, this intrigues me because we have the power of technology now to really make this special. And although with that, does come the possibility of it just becoming the victim of troll-like behavior? If you're going to do like a a, a pick the a, a pick the challenger for the WWE title thing, I, it wouldn't shock me if like everybody puts in Drew Gulak as a writing candidate every week or something like that. That there, there is it's open to to trolling, and I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I kind I kind of want to see it. So this push to create new bespoke episodes of Raw and Smackdown actually comes from USA and NBC, Fightful have reported today. Uh, They say there are several other NBC Sports integrated pitches being made. Among those include tie-ins with NASCAR uh, to be done around times of major races. Uh, Also, the NFL... Uh, when they return for Sunday Night Football, potentially having football-themed wrestling matches and angles and NFL players and commentators featured on the show. And I like this as well. A Wrestling World Cup was pitched, which would be cross-brand across uh, across all the wrestlers within WWE competing for their country. I like the idea of a Wrestling World Cup. I can't think of anywhere it's ever been done before. Nudge, if you know you know another pitch nbc has made is a points month where wins signature moves and other things rack up points for wrestlers i I don't have any issue with matches meaning a little bit more in my opinion so expect some really different flavors for raw nxt and smackdown in the coming months it isn't just the content on WWE TV shows that's getting a refresh. Designer Jason Robinson, the WWE's lead production guy, uh, was speaking on Below the Line And he said that some new sets and staging is coming in. He says, quote, we're heading out on the road come July 16th. We're coming out in Houston, Texas on SmackDown, heading right into our pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. We are headed forward. So we are looking at new sets and new staging that we're building. He talks about how the the new setups for Raw and SmackDown are going to take advantage of more augmented reality elements and... Just some really exciting stuff for SummerSlam as well, how uh, there's going to be a roof structure they're going to put in as well into the stadium in Las Vegas. It'll be the first stadium SummerSlam since 1992, and they're planning some really exciting graphics and entrances for that show as well. So expect the TV shows for WWE to get a a real makeover all over, a, a big old M.O.T. come the return of fans in July. Released at WWE stars, according to Fightful, are looking to get out of their no-compete clauses. A number of stars have approached WWE uh, to get them to opt out of the 90-day no-competes that they've all got written into their contract. And WWE, via John Laurinaitis, may actually end up agreeing to these requests. They seem very open to that happening. Uh, they've become much more lenient when it comes to these 90-day no-competes. And chances are, people that are asking for them are going to actually get them. Now, Fightful select doesn't report who has asked to get out of their 90-day no-competes, nor how this affects these guys' bottom lines. But, you know, with, with pay-per-views like Slammiversary around the corner and AEW uh, getting back in front of fans with some big shows soon, you have to believe that some have had some big offers to turn up at other places. Vince McMahon is incredibly high on Reginald. Fightful Select say Vince is a big fan of the presentation of Nia Jax's servant, sort of boyfriend-type person, the one that got battered by Shayna Baszler on Raw the other week. Reginald's been very easy to work with, according to Fightful, since joining WWE, and he's been really open to pitches from the writing team. And that's going to endear you to Vince McMahon and co. immediately. If you're good to work with, if you're easy to work with, they're going to love you. Could Bobby Lashley head back to Bellator? He was talking on the Fightful podcast with Sean Ross Sapp about returning to MMA, and he says, quote, I would fight again." I have the hunger. My boxing coaches hit me up this morning, so we'll be boxing here in a little bit. I did some strength and some conditioning, so I'm in great shape. I was one of those things where it was one of those things where you don't have to fight, but I still have that competitive edge, that competitive will that I've had my entire life. I think one thing that I'll be doing is I'll be competing in jujitsu tournaments. That's not stressful on the body. I've always wanted to do a bare knuckles fight. I've talked to the bare knuckles owner as well. We've talked a few times about possibly doing a fight there. I may have to bring that. By Vince before doing it. I stay ready so I can possibly do one of them. I think if I do MMA, it will definitely have to be under Bellator because I'm still contracted by Bellator. Bare Knuckles, I don't know if I'd be able to do it based on my Bellator contract, but we have talked about it, and Jiu Jitsu, I will definitely do. Ricochet was chatting on Table Talk with Devon Dudley about the recent decision to wear jeans and nice shoes in his wrestling matches, and he says, I've stripped away all the, not flash... I don't want to call it flash I just set a goal In Japan All the new kids Start with black boots And black trunks You have to work your way up To get gear It's a mental thing In the ring I'm more direct And will come at you straight I'm more in a mental state of I'm in the ring for business I'm here to fight So it's Ricochet Stripping away uh, Some of the the Flashiness Of what he Of What he wore And making it Far more simple And sort of building himself Back up that way again Congratulations to Titus O'Neil. He's been a named as a finalist in the ESPN Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Awards. He's been announced as a finalist in the sports category, and he's going to be a nominee for the award representing WWE. He's already a WWE Hall of Famer. Titus O'Neil having a brilliant year. Fair play. Keith Slater was doing a virtual signing for Asylum Wrestling, and he got talking about his time in a in the post Nexus faction, the core. Remember the core? Of course you don't. Uh, Heath says we were so hot, not as hot as Nexus. That's for damn sure. That's right. There it was the watered down version of Nexus, where it was supposed to have been Ryback, and not Big Zeke, aka Ezekiel Jackson. But Ryback broke his ankle, and we were supposed to be the core of the Nexus. And then when Zeke got thrown into the mix, it was like, what's going on? It wasn't the same. But Big Zeke filled the role as Big Man knocking heads off, so it worked a little bit. Hell, we got a Mania match out of it that lasted only four minutes. So Ryback was meant to be involved in the core, and it was meant to be more of a spin-off of the Nexus, which kind of makes sense now I think about it. Ezekiel Jackson was a strange addition.
0: Don Callis, you are fired from Impact Wrestling. You are fired as an EVP. You're fired. fired. They're letting you go. No, you've been terminated can't keep his personal relationship one. oh you should be fired you got your you're, Guys, you're too weak you're too weak to do what needs to be done i'm, I'm the it. only one who does what needs to be done around here and you you stooge and piece of garbage you bruce pritchard stooge this is sick this is sick this whole place is going to hell in a handbasket so Don. why don't you make dreamer the ceo this is ridiculous there's a trash bag waiting you for you in the back both be both of you fire. 25 years I'm fired, huh? I'm fired. We'll see about that We'll see about that You and your piece of garbage Professional wrestlers <laughs> What a joke This is a joke Whoa You were a jackal then And you're a jackal now Listen Sammy hey, This is between me and Scott and Tommy You are not executive vice president anymore <clears throat> Technically a- speaking I don't think that's taken effect yet you got what nothing to worry about. I'm not here to show you any violence. That'd be too easy. Where's the fun in that, Don? No. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take the one person you love more than anything, Kenny Omega, and I'm going to bash his damn brains in. You can't do that, and I'm going to make Sammy, please? you watch.
1: That was Don Callis getting relieved of his duties for Impact Wrestling last night and then being confronted by the newly reinstated Sammy Callahan. And the Slammiversary main event has been set. Callahan will challenge Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. They've done so well uh, setting up. Callahan as a challenger for Kenny here. I'm up for seeing this match. Uh, but an old friend is going to be returning at Slammiversary. You're going to hear lots about potential returns and debuts at Slammiversary, but we can reveal that a, a classic bit of impact goodness from the past is coming back. Ultimate X is making its return for the first time since 2019. Josh Alexander is going to be defending the X Division title against Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju and P.T. Williams at Slam. Anniversary. It's taking place at Skyway Studios in Nashville with a limited number of fans in attendance. This will be the first time that there's been a live crowd at an Impact show since March of last year. Really up for seeing what they do for Anniversary. On the Cultaholic podcast feed today, the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast is here. The lads are back together. Matthew, Jack and Ross all back talking about this bloody week in the wrestling and answering your questions from the mailbag. On Sunday on the podcast feed, check out a brand new Desert Island Graps featuring YouTube and Twitch streamer Bread. Uh, This guy's been going for like 10 years and he's got an amazing story to tell. I cannot wait for you to meet him. You'll hear him on Sunday on the podcast feed. On the YouTube channel, check out the predictions for well, Hell in a Cell 2021. Adam Pacitti versus Andrew Hodkinson. The winner... Well, it's not so much about what the winner's gonna do. The loser of the predictions competition will enter Hell in a Smell 4. There's a lot on the line in this one. And the predictions video is unlike any predictions video that I think we've ever shared, including a moment that will live in infamy within Cultaholic. Some awful behaviour from Adam. You have to watch it at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. Check out at cultaholic.com an article by our very own Aidan Gibbons on the missed opportunity that is Shinsuke Nakamura. And we will take a look at some of the stories that you missed from this week in the wrestling world at cultaholic.com as well. And I will speak to you on Tuesday. I'm off Monday so normal business will resume from tuesday i look forward to catching up then don't forget to join us love you bye
0: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter